ham in the face. But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? I'm sorry about the uh, the little bit of delay. Uh, my computer decided to do a quick update before the show started, so that's always fun to have. Full moon Tuesday. I, it's something, man. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man. All right, let me bring in the cohorts. Uh, I got Big Brad with us. Hey, man. Hello. I got my cousin, Vinny. Hey, good morning. And we have special guest sitting here in our little bullpen. Our pig pen is what we like to call it. Uh, from the voice of the land. From Big Play and your Cleveland Crunch play-by-play man, Kevin Arnold, to join us. What's going on, Kev? What's up, guys? That sounds so good to hear out in the uh, out in the out in the open now. I know, right? <laughs> Look at that. You got some good news. Thank he's, you, thank you. He's balling over here. You know, always doing so much stuff. He's on Cleveland.com. He's everywhere. But awesome. stay on that grind, man. Stay on that hustle. So before we get into you and start talking cash, we got to go through a few things for us. Uh, we got to thank our sponsor, Harold from the APA, Lake Erie APA. Uh, we have a, he will be out with us live next week at Mr. B's. So I can't wait for that. Um, also, uh, we got to thank the tournament. We had a little nine ball tournament. It was, it was definitely a good time. I'm not going to lie about that <laughs> one. Um, but there's a few more tournaments going on. If you guys want to join uh, the APA, please get a hold of me or Vinny or, you know, one of us. We'll get you all hooked up with everything. Uh, also, we got to uh, do our rundown. We're going to talk some calves here with uh, Kevin. A little bit later on, we have a surprise. Jarvis, the tank Courtney will be joining us for our Fat Boy Tuesday. A little bit later on, we're going to be talking about some overrated foods. So. Kevin, you got any overrated foods right now before we get moving on? Every single gluten-free thing that I have to try to stomach down every single day. <laughs> I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hold it off. I'm just gonna <laughs> not gonna tease it. I'm just <laughs> my my wife told me she goes, anything that will kill me. So anything shellfish, she's like it's overrated. <laughs> right. But we'll yeah. get a little bit later. Uh we're gonna talk a little bit about uh a little bit about the Browns exit interviews and all that stuff. We have a little bit. Somebody told me that they have a little, uh, a little Twitter thing that they would like to. What he wants to name the bad people on Twitter. You got oh yeah, I mean there might be uh, there might be like a new name for Cleveland fans that the s- select few that make us all look bad in the the bad side, the terrible side of Twitter. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, let's move the calves up here. And then we got uh, my cousin Vinny's word of the day and trivia time. And Brian, it's your turn for trivia, correct? Correct. All right. Now, I did give you a good calves trivia last time. Kevin nailed it to round ahead. Mm-hmm. So let's get into quickly our shout outs this week. Uh, I will go first. My shout outs. I got a shout out, Toby. All the guys I hung out with on Saturday, we had a blast at the pool tournament. Um, I had so much fun. Also, I have to shout out our uh, boss, B-Baby, uh, is retired. So, you know, he's one foot out the door, even though he's still yelling at us. He's still one foot out the door. <laughs> and other than that, that's all I kind of got. Uh, Brian, you got any shout outs? You went down to Hockey Hills, right? Yeah, we'll shout out my family, I guess. Uh Spent the extended weekend down in Hawking Hills at a beautiful cabin, gigantic, slept, I think, like 40 people. So we all piled in there, and uh, we do it every year, and uh, it's just a good time. We don't do a whole lot. We just sit around. Thankfully, it's uh, usually Martin Luther King weekend, and I got some football I can watch, and the Wi-Fi was actually halfway decent this time, so that kind of helped me out. Um and also, I'll, I'll shout out the Cincinnati Bengals because, and their fans. I know they're supposed to be our rivals, but there's not as much hate uh, for them as there is for the Steelers and the Ravens. And their fan base has been long suffering, kind of like we have. And we got off the Schneid last year, and uh, they finally got off the Schneid this year. So, yeah. They they got a real shot at it. Uh, I'm not saying I'm rooting for them, but um, it was cool to see. Uh, you know. Our fellow Ohioans uh, get something to celebrate for once. And I got some family in Cincinnati who are big Bengals fans. So I got a lot of love for them. And, uh, yeah, make it make it one year, and uh, we'll get back on top next year. All right. Vinny, you got any shout-outs? Uh, a couple shout-outs. Um, actually, yesterday uh, was one of my best friends out in New Hampshire, his birthday, Jeff. So wishing you a happy birthday, buddy um also today actually happens to be uh my nephew dominic's birthday oh so, yep absolutely Teenager happy birthday yet? there uh close 11 oh he's bad yeah you want to talk about so. a kid that can put down some pierogies holy <laughs> i heard i understand oh, yeah yeah still a, a little bean stock though kevin you got any shout outs yeah, I'll shout out uh, three people, kind of two and one to start off with. My gram- uh, my grandfather and my mother, who just went through uh, COVID themselves, getting through it, and especially my grandpa, who's 95, just turned 95 this past October. Uh, he went through some health stuff leading into the holidays and then having to go through, you know, a week-long quarantine with COVID, not being able to get the, you know, like the physical therapists and things that have been kind of coming to see him. Uh, but got the latest update that he is uh, seeming stronger than ever, you know, walking around the house again. So uh, getting back moving instead of just sitting in, in his chair watching news all day. And then got to shout out the fiance, Jana Fenstermaker. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot on her plate, a lot on our plate. We are four months and two days away from the big day. So uh, we're trying oh, to get boy. those those final things all going all at once. Well, I was trying to zoom in on you. And ah, sorry, you don't need to zoom in on me. Don't no, no, worry. Because no, I want, I want, I want to ask you where you got your little Burtman uh, background. I love that Burtman mustard. Yeah, so that is uh, that's Jana's. That's uh, a, a gift that my family got for her for Christmas. And then the it still says, of course, above the big jumbotron, Quicken Loans. Uh, that was actually a picture taken 
by my sister and, you know, edited and everything like that. So it's done by her. And then she got it made into kind of one of those canvas photos and gave that to me a few years back. So, I mean, Brian's got big bib back here crying in the corner. Yep. I mean, still there, still crying. It's a heck of a way to go too. I mean, I got other stuff kind of above me. We set up a whole like sports corner now for all this stuff, but I realized that the one thing I have is like a picture frame. So the light kind of reflects off of it and can't really see it. So it makes it all distorted. So I figured to keep it somewhat professional when I'm doing the other stuff, you know, I got to keep the angle just down here. So I got my two favorites, two favorite sports right here. So it's all right. Well, we're going to get here in a second, but it is Bryce turn for trivia. So let's click off our trivia sounder there, Vinny. And our trivia is brought to you by Papa V and Curb Appeal Landscaping. Get a hold of Papa V at 419.com. 419.com. Landscaping, Papa V, Curb Appeal, 419.com. Man, I say it all the time, but I feel like I screw it up when I say it. You've been there. You know how it goes. Trust me, it ain't ain't easy doing that every single week. Trust me. (laughs) Brian, why don't you give me that trivia, bud? Come on. Give me something good. Yeah, I got something for you. Let me first say uh, that's great news about Kevin's grandfather. Uh, you know, this time it can never be taken for granted. So, uh, yeah, prayers were answered there. That's that's awesome to hear. Um, let me give you your your trivia is going to be college football trivia, and it's going back to the national championship game. And um, Alabama gave up a sixty-seven yard run in the national title game, which was. The longest run it had given up in the last six years, uh, 67 yarder. So I'm looking for the guy, the last guy who who ran further than 67 yards on an Alabama defense. Wow, I think six I plus years ago. It's a name you've heard of. Okay, I know. Powerful name. I think I know the guy. Okay, Daddy, you got this one. I think I do. I think I do. Vinny, Vinny, keep an eye on the comments. Make sure nobody gives them the answer this time. I can't read. I don't have my glasses on right now. You got four eyes to me. Justin said Rick James. Is it Rick James? Uh, See? Oh, you could see that, huh? Well, it's Rick James. I mean, it's kind of hard not to be Rick James, right? Contradicting yourself there. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Vinny, let's get into your word of the day, bud. All righty. No sounder for that stuff. I see. Dude, oh, I yeah, can't. <laughs> My lord. Oh, doots, 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 doots. Right. And my cousin today's word of the day. All right. <laughs> Here is today's word of the day. Uh-oh. There it is. Meritorious. 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 All right. So we'll go over. The four definitions that I have is it a agreeable or inoffensive or inoffensive word uh, or phrase used instead of one that may that may offend. Okay, is it deserving of honor or esteem? Is it confidently optimistic or is it pleasing or cheerful? Those are your four 
definitions. See, these are the words that you need when you do your play-by-play just to really mess somebody up. They'll be like, what? Throw it in there. See, was, I, <laughs> I save all those to mess up Jana, you know, like I use the big <laughs> words to mess her up and it just, it throws her off or throws our conversation all the way off. See, I do it here at the house too, but I say it wrong. So mm. every time I say it, my wife looks at me, I don't think it's used like that. I'm like, are you sure? Because <laughs> I think I just answered it upstairs, but. Oh, Let's you know, you guys know I use proverbial when I'm talking about our AI system audio. Peter, tell him. I don't know that I'm actually using it right, but it just sounded right the first time I did it. And now oh, I pull back the curtain all the time. I don't I don't let any I let everybody in on the bits. It's a bit at this point. I just keep using it because it just it just works. Hey, and the best thing is, is during their show, I'll chime in. I'm like, come on, Peter, show that beautiful face here. <laughs> What you silver fox? You know you want to come on the camera. No, nope, won't even do it. Won't even. So they just call him audio now, which I love. <laughs> Not even at home when he has the camera, like his own webcam and like the professional setup, where he has it turned on him already. It's not even that we have to turn the camera in the studio on him. He's at home when we're doing it remote, and he still he still won't turn he still his camera won't on. So still, still won't do it. So. He, it, he's a bit in himself, so it's all right. We love him, and uh, we can't thank him enough. Well, Sunday you had uh, Nick Pedoto on. You mm-hmm. guys were talking some calves. Yeah. And you guys brought up some interesting conversations because we haven't really talked calves since Brown season pretty much started. I mean, when they were done, we were kind of done with them. But, I mean, can we honestly be believers in the calves now? I mean, they are playing at an unreal clip. They're young team. They're a fun team, and they got all-stars on this team that we're not used to. So, I mean, how, how did this all kind of come together, especially after the injuries with Colin Sexton, with you know Larry Nance Jr. leaving? How has this team just come together? And it feels like a, it's a year ahead, right? Like if we feel like we're a, a year ahead of where, like what we thought this process was going to look like with some of the guys coming in. But I think part of that is Evan Mobley. You have a guy that you can build around. You have uh, J.B. Bickerstaff who said, screw it to the rest of the NBA playing small ball. He said, let me put three seven-footers out here with a wingspan that's, you know, seven five, seven six all over the court. He's got Lori Markin playing the, the three. Yeah, NBA is positionless basketball now. But you're throwing three big guys out there in your starting lineup while everybody else is going small, and they try to drive in and – they're getting swatted by Mobley. If it's not Mobley, then it's Allen. If it's not Allen, then it's marketing. If it's not them, even Kevin Love has stepped up and played some defense this year. I think the main thing, though, guys, is these guys have bought in to what JB is trying to do. And JB, in turn, with the respect going back and forth, has enabled these guys to just be themselves within the main, the general philosophy, the general system he is trying to run. So, on that note, I mean, you have Mobley, who you drafted, who is playing outstanding. He looks like the best one in the draft so far. I mean, at least, you know, we got Homer goggles on because, you know, we love our Cleveland teams. Mm-hmm. But you also got to kind of factor in that they extended JB. They extended um, Kobe Altman. And this is like unreal for Cavs because we don't do that. Like normally after the coach is like, Dan Gilbert <laughs> – Throws down the hammer. He goes, nope, you're out, you're out, you're out. Is it because of the way this team is playing now that everything is just, like the Browns term, cohesive? 
cohesive yeah i mean what they used a different word i know the browns used a different word it was like a trigger word for me because even though they were playing well last year i still didn't like hearing it um i and i think i've taken it out of my brain but i mean there there is that consistency there's there's that cohesiveness and i think you know unfortunately with dan gilbert going through those health problems as well um i think that he is just you know maybe taking a step back and you know, taking time for family, but also looked at what this organization is doing, whether maybe even before the success really started to take off this season and just saw like, I just, I need to let the basketball people that I have trusted do basketball things. And now I'm seeing that they are doing those things for this team in a good way. They should be rewarded with new contracts or even promotion. Kobe Altman got promoted to president of basketball operations, not just general manager. Will they put someone in that role? I don't know. But your original question, Fatty, I mean, are you a believer? I've been a believer for a while. I kind of was cautious in the beginning, those first 10 games. Because if you remember last season, they started off pretty well as well in those first 10. Injuries really hit, and it turned into the season that everybody thought it was going to be. The injuries have hit this year, but they have drafted so well, and they have brought in the proper pieces uh, Ricky Rubio, all the best to him in his recovery. But then you turn around, you get Rondo. Rondo's been out for the last several games with an injury. Goodwin out of the G League has stepped up. Darius Garland is playing out of his mind. He should be an all-star player. Uh, Jerry <laughs> Allen is your all-star for this team. Mobley is the rookie of the year at this point of the season. and But it's never the same guy every single night doing it for this team. Marketing hit that 3-0 and OKC at the end of the um, at the end of that game, you know, you got Garland stepping up against Brooklyn, but also Okoro defensively against uh, against Kyrie. That's what you brought Okoro in for, and he's showing a little bit on the offensive end this year. They're developing right and just having a good time playing basketball, but it's not just a fun team anymore, guys. This is a fun, really good basketball team that is going to be a problem for teams down the stretch. So you mentioned all those guys, and um, you know, at the start of the year, as Cavs fans, we ju- we didn't have a whole lot of expectations. You know, I think Vegas set the over under at twenty four, twenty five wins, and we've already eclipsed that. Um, but like, we have so many guys playing at such a high level, we still don't have that quote unquote superstar just yet. But um, what player would you say is the biggest surprise this year? Um, based on what the preseason expectations were. Kevin Love is the biggest surprise to me. Now, because I knew Evan Mobley, it's maybe more of a, you know, he's doing more than I thought he could do, but I knew he would be really good, and I know I knew he would be the centerpiece. You couldn't go wrong at three because you already knew that those were the top three being talked about, so if Altman went anywhere else, then, then you had to question him. I wanted a wing player, but hey, Again, I was wrong. I will say I'm wrong as many times as as I need to. If I'm if I give an opinion and it's wrong, I will say it when it's proven wrong. But Kevin Love has been the biggest surprise, and it's because as a as a guy that came up as a star player in Minnesota and then came here to be part of a big three to help in a championship run, which he did, and then everything that we saw last year, and you know we don't take uh, we don't put any sort of it will towards people that deal with the mental health issues. And Kevin Love has been a big proponent for mental health and a big reason why I have worked on my own mental health myself because people kind of coming out and talking about it, it is important to have that out there. But as a player last year, 
I mean, I just, I keep going back and I know I'm like, sound like a broken record, but I keep going back to that play in Toronto where, you know, Toronto hits a shot, goes out of bounds. Kevin loves goes to take it out. He just throws it in just wherever he wants. It goes straight to Toronto. No one's even there to collect it for the Cavs. He doesn't come in to try to even play defense to make it look like it was a mistake. He just throws it in. They hit a three and, you know, the Cavs get beat by a lot again in that game when they had a chance. This year, he's accepted a bench role. And for a stretch, he was averaging 20, 25 points, you know, nine rebounds for a stretch of games, even from that. And he comes in, he just, he's a spark off the bench. Another guy knows his role, playing his role. And he is, uh, he's doing the rock proud, knowing his role. That's for sure. <laughs> Which is um, weird. I mean, we, we both, Brian and I talked about it. Like, I never thought I would see Kevin Love be, you know, okay coming off the bench. Like, I, I knew that's where he needed to be, but I never thought he'd be okay with it, especially like, you know, you said about the Tor- Toronto game. But, I, it, Brian, you had another question. I'm sorry. I just, it's just no, weird. No, no. Love is like the sixth man of the year right now. Like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I don't think anybody would have guessed that after last year and coming into this year with this young team. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of diehard Cavs fans out there, but then there's also a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but almost like fringe fans where the Cavs are our team. We love them, but we're not going to sit down and watch every single game. And we're kind of caught up with the Browns season. So, um, you know, as we transition from the Browns to the Cavs here, you know, I, I one young player that kind of caught my eye that I don't know a whole lot about, and I don't know what his ceiling is, and I don't know what his role is, but um, it seems now that Okoro is back. Uh, this, let me look up his name, Lamar Stevens. Is there a uh, is there a role for him going forward? He seemed to have broke out a couple games where he gave us double digit points and uh you know on a team where we have those seven footers we need like wing players that can get us points and you know a team that uh that doesn't really shoot the ball particularly well can he be a guy to step up and uh you know maybe develop into a contributor for a playoff team now i'm i'm sure you guys are going to want to talk about trade deadline and adding things here I don't think Lamar Stevens can be the wing that this team needs to add. I will say that that's the position I'm looking at to add if they can for the right price come the trade deadline on February 10th. But Lamar Stevens can absolutely be a piece and a piece in this rotation. These guys are taking on the dog mentality, the dog pound mentality that we hoped we would see from the Browns every single game, whether playing in front of us in First Energy Stadium in front of the dog pound or on the road. This Cavs team is really doing it. They're literally barking at each other when they're celebrating a play. They call themselves some dogs. And one of those dogs, one of those true dogs that you think of when you look up the definition of dog, uh, a dog in sports, it's Lamar Stevens. It's a guy that does all the dirty work. And on the road trip, some of those games they got down or you know, teams that were below 500 in the Western Conference that were giving the Cavs a game, the reason why the Cavs were still in the game and had a chance at the end was because of Lamar Stevens and found uh, some offensive rhythm and offensive firepower for this team. but he, And he's not going to do that all the time, and that's why he can be a piece, but maybe not the main um, addition without adding actually anybody to this team and just putting him in the rotation. I just think he's going he's gonna to earn his time, and especially if this team makes a playoff series, he's going to earn a few minutes in those playoff series, almost like a Dante Jones who's going to come in for a few minutes when needed 
and just give you everything, whether he shows up on a stat sheet or not, he he is going to have an impact on the game. And, and I think that comes from Penn State because the era he was in in Penn State, that was the type of team that they were. They weren't great. They weren't going to win the Big Ten. But they were just some dogs that were going to give every single big team in the Big Ten a lot of a lot of trouble. So the question I want to ask you is Colin Sexton. All right. He's mm-hmm. injured. Obviously, he's not coming you know, this year. They have to do his contract, correct? At some point in time. It would be this offseason, right? I believe so, yeah. I, am I fair to say that I don't think this team would be playing this great with Colin Sexton? I don't think that that's fair to say. Um, I think it's – and not – comparing to the talent level in each sport, but almost an OBJ type of circumstance, would he buy, like, would he buy in? Just going back to that circumstance, when people ask the question, would you trade OBJ or would you keep him? I was in the the side of keeping him because I wanted to see him with a confident Baker and with the culture that was being built. If he didn't buy in, I kept saying, if he didn't buy in, he wasn't going to be here for long. And he wasn't, he was, you know, he was let go and we found out he didn't want to be here. For Colin Sexton, it's kind of the same thing. Early on in the season, there was a – I can't remember who they were playing, but there was a game where the Cavs were down one, and all they needed was a layup or, or just a two-point basket to win. And I know that they ended up winning because Darius Garland you know, got the ball in his hands finally on an inbounds play, got to the free throw line, ice cold you know, in his veins, and knocked down those two free throws. But the play before – Colin Sexton was dribbling for like 10 straight seconds and tried to go in against two or three guys and got blocked out of bounds. Like he was trying to do it all himself. Darius Garland, I think may have taken it out and they like, they had a play kind of back and forth and it got back in Darius's hands and you had your ball handler kind of facilitating or getting something for himself, feeling more confident where the ball was. Would Colin Sexton make the adjustment to where this team has gotten to now? I think he has the talent to do so, so I don't think it's fair to say, but I understand why you're saying it, and it also wouldn't have shocked me if we were seeing him play right now and we kind of had like this multiverse of Cavs and Colin Sexton wasn't hurt and we could see what that team looked like. I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't as good as this Cavs team. Because it seems, the only reason why I brought it up, it just seems like this Cavs team has just bought into JB, and it's it's everybody. Like you said, it's everybody scoring 10, 15, 20 points. It's not just one guy trying to take it over. I mean, you got Darius Garland, who I believe has taken a huge step this year and actually taken control of this team. And I I personally think it's because Colin Sexton <laughs> is not there. But that's just me personally. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything bad about Colin. I think it was just a bad mm. fit for both of them to be on the court together. But... I mean, if you want to question them playing together, that that I totally, totally understand. I, we don't, we just don't know now because we didn't see great results. It was kind of inconsistent results when they got a chance to, when both were healthy last season, this season, again, one of them is hurt. So we don't really get to see it. Uh, you know, that contract or the Rubio contract could be something that they, that they use in, in trades. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be overly upset if he goes. I won't be necessarily like glowing and happy that he's gone either, because I think that he could be another scorer that this team desperately needs on on the wing or at the guard position right now for rotation. 
So, so Kevin, you, you brought up the trade deadline, so let's get into it. it it's only a few weeks away, um, and you know, you said that uh, the Cavs are ahead of schedule. Um, so, where does that leave them in what they want to do this year? Do they strike while the iron's hot? Do they just uh, go forward with their original plan? I mean, we know they need shooting. And they could probably use another guard with uh, with Rondo possibly being older and injury prone um do they make a move to try to win this year do they just kind of ride it out get some playoff experience and uh understand that uh you know next year the following years that uh that that's when then when we can win a championship my best answer is this year at the right price to keep as many things together and uh keep this core together it's at the right price for the right player i would even add I know people have talked about Eric Gordon as as an option that the Cavs are interested in. It's not that I'm not into Eric Gordon. It's just, you know, that's one of those older players that is he just around for the final few months and whatever playoff action that this team gets to play in? Is he a rental player? To put put it in a better uh, wording there. Is he a rental player? I don't know. I know that he could, I know he could help. So if he comes here, I'm not going to, again, another thing where I'm not going to be upset if he if they're able to get him at the right price. But names like Karis LeVert, Buddy Heald, um, names like that, I know that some people have aspirations of one of those guys from the Celtics, I think Jalen Brown. Um, I've heard that name float around there by, by a guy that people want, not necessarily rumors that the Cavs are interested in him. But a younger wing player, maybe in their mid-20s, the 26, the 27-year-olds that have a year and a half left on their deal or something like that. More like the Indians slash guardians model where you have a little bit more control over them. And yes, they are. Yes. That is the perfect shirt to wear fatty. They, they are hey, Indians. I, I will. The, I got the brown. I'm all right. Yeah. So um, it, it's kind of the model after that. And I think we're blessed right now in Cleveland, because I think we can say that we have pretty good front offices, even with, the Browns right now we have pretty good front offices across the board and that's we don't get to say that very often I know in my sports fandom lifetime I have not been able to really say that at all <laughs> and it's it's about getting those younger wing players that have that NBA experience still you're getting some veteran presence but young exciting and maybe some team control I don't know that you can get that though at the right price. If Kobe Altman swings a deal like that again, where he kind of almost feel like you fleece the other team, more power to him. GM of the year, you got uh, GM of the year candidate. You got uh, coach of the year, six man of the year candidate, rookie of the year candidate. You just don't have that MVP. But for this team, it works. It, it just it feels more fun and less stressful than when that guy was here. And that guy is LeBron James because I'm still a fan of him. So I'll use his name on like, Some people with Voldemort in Harry Potter, I know, (laughs) nerd. Uh, (laughs) um, It's I would, but a guy like that that is going to take on all this attention and they think they can flip some sort of switch later on because he's saving these older guys are saving their legs for the playoff run. You don't have that; they're just going out there every single night and putting on the line and having a whole lot of fun doing it. And we're having a whole lot of fun watching them if we're able to, but I won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Hulu do better. Come on, Come on <laughs> Bally. Come on, Bally sports. 
Valley. What kind of money are you trying to make over there? Just dish it out. <laughs> Do you think that there's one particular player that will just really kind of put us over the top if we were to get them at the right price? I don't know. Every time I ask a question. See, that's what you get for asking questions. He throws up on us. That's what you get for asking questions. That's it. I'm sitting back again. You better sit back. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) There he is. Is he back? Almost. I can hear him. A little bit. Uh oh. That gives him more time to think of his answer. That's what he did. He froze it. He froze it on purpose. He's like, son of a bitch, he's asking a question. Oops, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's back. There he is. You guys hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. I just I just hit it hit stop cam and then start cam. You know, just the 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 almost the uh, the point and click version of plug and you know unplug and plug in. That's that's what you get for Vinny asking questions. This is what happens. What happens? Like your computer didn't know what to do. You're like, oh shit, Vinny is asking. (laughs) And he did it again. Uh, Is it us? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I got you. I got you. Well, you're good to hear. I can't hear you. Vinny, tell a joke. Come on. What's your greatest joke? A joke? I don't know. You don't want me to tell a joke. Yeah, we can't tell jokes. No, 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 no. No, no. no jokes on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. In bad family friendly. Yeah. I don't even know any family <laughs> friendly jokes. I don't know anything. All right. Do we get Kevin back? He's trying to reboot. Yeah. There he is. He's all right. Is he back? All right. I'm fresh. You guys just keep, uh, you know, taking in the time and covering the time, and I'll be right back. All right. Go for it, boss. And he's refreshing. All right. Well, while he's refreshing, we do have our other guest in the wigs. Do we want to bring him on and let Kevin come back in? Let's bring him on for a minute. Yeah. Let's show everyone. I mean, is that all right? I don't mean whatever you want to do. I mean, well, yeah, we can run five wide. We were five wide, so we got Kevin back. I think. Okay, it's Kevin back. I'll tell you what. Let me hop out. You're hopping out out. for now. All right. See, I'd still like my question answered, but I'm gonna hop (laughs) out. I'll be able to hear in the background. Okay. All right. See you back. So he's hopped out. Kevin, can you hear us? I can hear you. Hear me. All right. So. Anybody? Well, before you answer that question, we got to bring over our other guest, and I haven't talked to him in a long time, and I can't wait to hear from him. Jarvis, the Tank Courtney is joining us. What's going on, big guy? Happening, man. Happening. Hey, man. How y'all doing? Good. Brent, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. All uh, right. You watch basketball? No, nah, not really. More <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We brought you up for football here after we get uh, done with uh, Vinny's question. So Vinny asked Kevin, is there one person to put us over top that we can get at a decent price? Love to say. For the Browns? No, for the Cavs, but Kevin's freezing up on us again. Um, It's all right. It's okay, Kevin. Kevin, it's okay. We'll talk after the show, okay? <laughs> no big deal. All right. He gave me a thumbs up. All right. So now we're going to talk about Browns. 
Ballard, you're here. What's going on, brother? Man, nothing. Just same. Yeah, good to see you. Training, same to you. Uh, training, um, work, and just trying to make it happen for real. Like, I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm just ready for it to happen. A lot of people ready for it to happen. Y'all ready for it to happen. Just, just yeah. a matter of time. Tell, be- tell us what, what you've been up to since uh, we last talked, since the beginning of the season. Um. Well, training still, um, I was back and forth with trying to figure out an agent, you know what I'm saying? Because I had let my other agent go because I feel like he wasn't really putting in the work like I was, you know what I'm saying? And um, trying to figure out an agent, uh, training, um, doing motivational speaking stuff, training kids, just trying to stay active for real. Sure. So how's little man? Getting big. Like his birthday is next month. He's oh. only and he's three and a half feet tall. Jeez. What do you think that He's he's like, gotta groom him. He's like a he's like a man baby. <laughs> Jeez, I can't not believe that is yeah. Get your kids on that uh that regimen right there. <laughs> You got two of them. You got two offensive tackles over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm playing football, though, because there's a lot with football. We're going we gonna to see what, you know what I'm saying, what he want to what he wanna do. But, I mean, yep. if he wants to then that's that. But I really don't want him playing football because, it's a, it's a, yeah, it gets real. For sure. Yeah. I don't blame you. So, uh, you have mentioned something to me about the uh, – you took a plane trip. Down to a little South Beach action, man. It's just okay with that. It's like okay. So what I did in Cleveland was because I feel like I, I don't just. I'm trying to do everything possible just for someone just to get me in there. You know what I'm saying? Just to get my foot in there. It's like I don't see why it's so hard to. You know what I'm saying? Get people work out. I know it's it's kind of tough with like COVID and everything like that because ever since COVID hit. They was like, I guess, limiting workouts and everything like that. But it's like, since I'm the underdog, it's like nobody's really paying attention to me. So I can post all these videos and I can work my butt off. But it's like I got to put myself in front of somebody so they can see me. And it's like right. I'm whole 6'5", 290, and I'm, I'm in shape. Like I'm doing stuff most office linemen can't do. And then I'm versatile. I can play any offense, uh, any position on the offensive line, plus defensive line too. And then I played a little bit of fullback in arena football. It's like, oh, I saw, I saw you play fullback in arena football. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I can get the job done. It's like one opportunity. That's it. It cannot be that hard. Like it, it can't. I'm not even asking them. People know I don't want money from them or none of that. I just want to just go in there, and just. Give me 10 minutes. Just put me at some stations, whatever y'all want me to do. Get it done. You just want to bash heads with somebody is what you want. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So so to let our, our listeners know, uh, are you strictly going for tackle? Or are you versatile? Can you switch to I'm, guard or even play I'm, some center? I'm, I can play, like I said, any position on the offensive line. I can play any position on the defensive line. Um any position, really. I mean, whatever's open, I'm I'm ready to put in the work. 
Just need that opportunity. Yeah. So you've been following football. I mean, how do you think this year has gone? You know, we are Browns fans. We're going to get into our top three a little bit later, mm-hmm. where we're going to kind of pick our Super Bowl favorites this year. But I mean, you've watched all football with COVID, everything else, with everything that happened. I mean, what what's your biggest surprise this year of the NFL? Um, I'm I'm surprised. It's honestly like still going on because like so many players was catching COVID, and then I had COVID uh, just past last year in August, and the symptoms and everything like that. And I know what they're going through. And it's like it's kind of hard to come back from that within like a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Because your stamina is low. You know what I'm saying? You, you lose somewhat muscle mass. It's like, it's hard to just jump back out there. Like, I'm a Cowboys fan, and my team lost last week to the 49ers. Like, Mika Parsons, he had COVID. And it's crazy that he played last week. And I'm like, how is he doing that? And then we seen him on the sideline. It's like, he gasping for air. And it's like, they really sacrificing their bodies just to make, you know what I'm saying, stuff happen. It's like, I don't even see how the NFL continued for real. I mean, that was because a lot of players was catching it. Like every week someone was catching it. Yeah. I mean, we went through it last year with Miles Garrett. I mean, yeah. Y'all. Got, yeah. When he got last year, he was not the same player when he came back, but this mm-hmm. year, you know, he, he, I mean, let's be honest. He is the defensive player of the year. I don't yeah. care about TJ Watt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Baker, but, Baker handed it to TJ Watt. I mean, well, it wasn't big. You need to send him a, a car or something for helping him out there. Well, does our boy Juice is a uh, Cowboys fan too, and he's he said, "I'll cry with you too, big guy," because that was that was not good for the Cowboys. They started off slow. Yep, that's what it was. Then they tried to play, and it was like. I don't know what was going on with Dak. It's almost like Dak act like he never played football before. It's like he was it was like he was lost. And then you got the referees holding up the clock. And it's like, what are y'all doing? And then like the last play, we could have got one more playoff. And it's like Dak, he looked and ran for like 10 yards and just slid. And like, I'm like, the game is over. See, I would have Dak Dak and the Cowboy offense put up 51 points the week before. And exactly. then they come in that first half, and they look like it's a preseason game. I, I feel like on it. Well, I don't know. It's like okay, so they play the Eagles, the Redskins, and the Giants, and we all know like them teams really not, you know, as good. Yeah. Just, just be honest, they suck. And just, once, just say it. Just say it. you can't say it. I'll say it. They suck. <laughs> and once they play like Niners or the Rams or. The Cardinals is like everybody they like playing like mice. It's like what happened? Y'all just put up fifty one points, something like that, on Philly, and y'all Redskins out, and y'all can barely what put up ten points in one quarter against the the Forty ers Like y'all ain't start scoring until the second half. Mm-hmm. Jar- Jarvis, we we've had uh we've had discussions on this show uh, in the past and. Sometimes I get a little fired up about uh, everyone's take on Ezekiel Elliott. Do you think he's got something left in the tank? Is he done? Zeke, I don't. You can come in. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's done. 
Is he is he the best running back on the Cowboys? No, uh, Powler is. Hey, girl. Number 20. Here goes my son right here. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Wow. What's going on, dude? What's up, man? Hey, man. He's wow. one of But, yeah, um, Pollard, I, I think Pollard is better than Zeke. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zeke, he, he still got some juice left. He's more of a power back, I think. Zeke is. Yeah. It's crazy because he averaged a thousand something yards this season. It, it it's wild how uh how quickly running backs lose it. And we always hear about 30 years old is kind of their the last uh the last hole on their back nine. But uh yeah, it's it's crazy how you can go from one year being one of the best to the next year just not seeming to have it. So we hope uh we hope the Browns running backs break that trend, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of eye-opening to see the type of season uh, Elliot had. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. I watch your boy play in the background. That's awesome. I love it. He's. I'm telling you, he's he's huge. <laughs> I can see it. Teaching that three-point stance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Redleg chimed in. Do you watch NFL players <laughs> and go? I'm better than that at yeah. I, I I really do like. I never try to sound cocky. It's like I'm confident in my work. Like everybody know I didn't play college ball and everything like that. So I'm learning. I'm watching like other players and then learning the technique. And then I did have like two personal trainers. I had a trainer uh, that was actually my uh, office line coach in high school, and he played at the University of Pitt. And he, he could be watching right now, but he trained he been training me and everything like that uh, for offensive line. And then I had a speed and agility coach and a strength coach that I've been training with. And I look at a lot of offensive linemen that's in the NFL right now, and it's like, I mean, they do the same thing I do. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but like I I can do it way better. I, I really can. And it's like, it's it's not that hard to hold up a block. And it's like I be seeing people get blown up. Like, I feel like last week when it, the Cowboys game, if the offensive line could have held up a little bit more and gave Dak more time, we probably could have won, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, Dak, he probably had at least about, what, four, three seconds every play. Like, they was blowing that line up. He got – I saw he got pressured uh, in 48% of his dropbacks. Yo. <laughs> Nick, Half Nick, the time he's he's taking heat and doesn't have time to make a decision, make a throw, and yeah, it's hard to do that. You don't understand how how important the offensive line is until uh until you see a bad one or until you see one that uh that is struggling to stop the defensive line and they can get pressure with four guys. So yeah, yeah Nick, Nick Bosa was definitely putting that pressure on him, yeah. like the every play, like you see him back there. I'm like. It cannot be that hard. Like, I know that guy's a beast, and I see his work and everything like that, but it's – like me, I study players. I study them. Like, even though I'm the underdog, I get that opportunity is like – they're like, okay, he just coming here and he just – no, I'm studying you. I know what you do. <laughs> oh, here comes Greg with a great question before we get into Fat Boy Tuesday. You're sticking around for Fat Boy Tuesday, right? Yeah. That a boy. All right, you have one play. 
in front of a GM and a coach to show what you got, and you have to choose one, Miles Garrett or a Clowney, and why? He said you get one play in front of a GM coach to show what you got. You get to choose Miles Garrett or Jadavion Clowney. Who you're up against. Well, I'm going against Miles Garrett. And show what you got against Miles? Why would you choose Miles? I mean, he a beast. I know he's a beast. It's, 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 That's the best. It's, it's, it's hard to block him. I've seen it's hard to block him. But like I said, like at the end of the day, he got strapped that helmet up just like I do. I I I understand that he's the same size as you though. That's what's scary is. <laughs> definitely gonna battle. It ain't definitely gonna I promise you that because the NFL I want, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes. The people in Cleveland want to know if you were on the Browns this year, could you have stopped the Pittsburgh Steelers from getting nine sacks against us in one game? Nope. Yep. God, I hope there so. Should have signed him. I don't know. I, that, that's on you, Andrew Barry. What are you doing? I feel like wherever the pressure is, just put me there. So, so you say you watch a lot of offensive linemen and try to uh, to take what they do well and, and implement it to your game. Have you studied Joe Thomas? And I'm just curious, like, what does he do that other guys just aren't doing that that makes him so great? Joe Thomas, I, I really don't. I mean, I really don't watch Joe Thomas like that. Okay. <laughs> I know he played for Cleveland. I, I know that, but Tyron Smith. Have you, you studied Tyron Smith? Yeah, I studied Tyron Smith. The, okay, uh, what does he do? Huh? What does he do that that makes him uh, a Pro Bowl player that other guys just can't or won't? Um, he can hold up a block. His footwork is good. Um, his balance, uh, just his technique, really. So he got good technique. He's he's a big guy, but he stays low to the ground, mm-hmm. which which is good. Sure. Now we're, now we're starting getting into food. Everybody's excited what? about Fat Boy Tuesday. <laughs> All right, Juice, give him what he wants. And, and Juice said, "Man, you have got to study the goat." Well, well, Juice is a Cowboys fan, so I know. Talking Tyron Smith is the goat, or is he talking uh, Joe Thomas? Joe Thomas. I mean, for what he did, for how many snaps, you got to watch some video on him. He's quick. He's quick on the first step, and that's what you got to be on that first step. So let's get into video. You coming back in for this? Yes, sir. All right, let's bring you back in. Let's get into Fat Boy Tuesday. And now it's time for. Fat Boy Tuesday. All right. So tonight for Fat Boy Tuesday, we're going to get into food that is overrated. All right. Like everybody thinks this is the cat's ass, but it is not that good. <laughs> and this is our personal opinion. So I will go first. And Vinny's probably going to smack me as soon as I say it. <laughs> Do it. Spaghetti meatballs. Come on, man. Overrated. My I wife, think it's overrated. My wife, out, thing. I, I think that I think spaghetti and meatballs is just overrated. I think <laughs> it is. My wife said the same thing. And I said, even after tasting mama sauce, and she goes, Oh no, no, no. No, no if it's it, that, okay, but, how about this? Know. If it's an actual fresh made <laughs> he's backtracking now. No, no, no. Because I'm talking to like you know, the store bought pasta, the store bought sauce, the store bought 
meatballs, all that stuff. If it's fresh made, different story. But if it's just store bought stuff, I don't want it. Okay. So does, does the same thing go for spaghetti meat sauce, or is it yep. specifically meatballs? Oh, same thing. Yep. And here you go. Right. There it is. Pizza number one. Yeah. Jose yeah. said pizza is his number one. I I agree with you, Jose. Pizza is overrated, Brian. What do you think about that? Overrated. It's it's the perfect food. I, I don't know how you could say it's overrated. You get a little bit of everything. It's simple. Everyone loves pizza. I mean, there's thousands of websites devoted to pizza reviews. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's the number one food in America, but it should be. All right, Jarvis, you got an overrated food over there? Uh, Fried chicken. Really? Yeah. yeah. All oh, fried I just uh, no, come on, no. <laughs> like, like, does that include like chicken tenders, uh, uh, boneless chicken wings, all that stuff? I just think fried chicken, period, is overrated. Because I'm like, when people hear fried chicken, they're like, oh, like fried chicken, like it's just fried chicken. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and like, <laughs> How, how much do you really taste a difference from one fried chicken to a next? Really, almost not that much. There is. There are seasonings involved. No, no, no. Oh, no, yes, no. there is. You have some good fried chicken, yeah. That's saying the same thing like spaghetti, okay? Like pasta and noodles. You know, you go out, you get your, your normal store-bought stuff. That's one thing. You know, if you're sitting there, if you're cooking it at home and stuff, you know, you're, you're putting your own seasonings into it and the whole nine yards, that's completely different. Mm-hmm. No one's, you know, no one's dissing that. It's the overall. Yeah. You know, <laughs> anywhere you typically get regular fried chicken, they all pretty much taste the same. Some's cooked a little more fried, others are not. <laughs> so oh, that's the way I feel oh about it. Well, the comments just blew up on us. Uh oh. Uh, we have Justin Masters. You're fired. Uh, let's see here. Mac and cheese. Juice said mac and cheese is overrated. Wow. Craig said mashed potatoes is overrated. I don't know. There's some good mashed potatoes out there. Still. I know. You got to have it just right. Here's, here's Jose back with hot dogs is overrated. How can hot dogs be overrated? <laughs> You get eight of them for a dollar. How could those be overrated? Oh, here That's we go. True. Craig Fountain, tur- turkey is a worthless bird. <laughs> All right. I can listen to that. Jeez. You guys are there. And you know what's really bad? It's Kevin's over here going, I miss all the food you guys are talking about. They're not good <laughs> See? Ain't nothing overrated to Kevin. All right. <laughs> here, here we go. Olive Garden is overrated. French fries wow. are overrated. What? Holy cow. Holy Just cow. That's it. Like I said earlier, like my wife said that anything shellfish is overrated. You know what? <laughs> let's, let's really stir that. All right, pot. here we go. Bacon's bacon. overrated. Baked potato is over. Bacon is not overrated. Bacon is overrated. I was thinking about that, Vinny, because it has to be cooked right. You can have bad bacon. If you don't cook it long enough, I've had bad bacon before, really fatty bacon. Yeah, you got it's got to be right. You guys have lost all your fat cards right now for saying that you have to have the perfect bacon. Bacon is not, bacon. Not perfect, is bacon. not perfect, but you can have bad bacon. I've had you bad bacon. Bad bacon. I don't care if yeah. it's raw. Oh, See, Jarvis, Jarvis, come on. You cannot have bad bacon. Oh, you can't. 
Come on. You have that limpy, fatty bacon. You're telling me that you're going to lick your fingers and say, that's delicious. I want another one? Yes. <laughs> no. And I I'll say, cook a little longer, longer than I'll try it. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I thought about that, Vinny. I, I wasn't that bold, but uh, hey, I, here's. Here's a bold one for you, coming from Jose again. Chipotle is overrated. You know yeah. what? I thought about he saying it five that. times a week. How could that be overrated? I know. I tried to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even cross with that one. Really? <laughs> Chipotle is good. I know. It, it, it is good. It, it's a, you know, maybe I'm with him. It is a little overrated. I People agree. talk about how great it is, and it's good. Yeah. It but it's, it's not the best fast food out there, the best thing known to man. We can't judge that with him because he goes there six times a week. I know, right. That, that's absurd that he would say something like that. And He's overrated he eats, because he goes there all the time. Yeah, he eats six meals a day from there. I'm, I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with things that people think are the creme de la creme yeah. and they price it at 40, 50 bucks a pop and I'm going lobster and steak. Not not worth it. Not worth that price. People just assume, you know, yeah, I'll pay Surfing 40 bucks for a piece of meat or, or lobster. Or What's so special about lobster? No. Give me a burger. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, Brian. Right. I, I don't understand it. People, people talk about, people are like so passionate about steaks. It's it's a piece of meat. Okay, it's not bad, but uh, you know, I'm not paying seventy dollars for a piece of meat. Yeah. Wow. You are just okay. <laughs> Tell them I, I, I can't I can't even <laughs> hey bring that strong. He goes he goes to a steak place, it gets ribs or a burger. That's what yep. happens when he goes to a steak place. Yep. It's just it, it it's a piece of meat to me. I'm not paying that much for a piece of meat. I mean I guess if you do it really well, you know, maybe I'd pay 20 bucks for it. But, yeah, I, I, prime rib, my my wife loves it. You know, I'm not what? a fan. How are you a big fella? That's what I want to ask here is what, how are you a big fella? You know, like, <laughs> I love sandwiches and ice cream and beer. I'm going to give you fish sticks from here on out. You're getting fish sticks oh. the, rest of the time. All right, I did that for the first 10 years of my life. <laughs> Ribs is another one. Okay, you get so little meat on so much bone. It, the meat to bone ratio doesn't cut it for me. This is also a guy that it. can eat boned chicken because it no, has a bone in it. No, no, I can't. <laughs> see, see the, these are <laughs> Jarvis left. left. He's out. He's He's like, out. Ah, He's no, out. I'm out. done. I'm out. He, guys, no you guys are just. He was with you until you said ribs. Come on, man. <laughs> How are you doing? out of this too <laughs> what, what what do you guys think give me a uh give me a sweet that you think is overrated oh. is that possible i don't know maybe not twinkies what twinkies okay i was gonna go with the uh the christmas trees oh get out of here though that's my those are my favorite really? little debbies of all time yeah yeah I'm a nutty bar guy. You give me a nutty bar, Christmas trees. I don't like Christmas trees. <laughs> oh, you know what? Barbara, you got anything? Uh, no. Justin. I think it's funny. 
He's loving every <laughs> bit of this. He's like, you guys are nuts right now. I mean, now. they're coming up with absurd things. Christmas trees being overrated. Come on. Uh, uh, the, the, um, was it the uh, the Christmas cakes? That's what I'm saying. The Christmas cakes. Yeah. He agrees with you. I, they overrated. Hey, Justin, this is blasphemy right here. Frosties. I'm about to. Bend I'm to I agree. Me. I agree. Shut <laughs> your face, bro. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Milkshake's nope. much better than the frosty. <laughs> Why? Because you can do it with one hand instead of two. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I want a milkshake or I want ice cream. I don't want something in the middle. <laughs> oh my lord! Nothing <laughs> special about a frost. What's special about a frosty? It's it's slightly melted chocolate ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! Wow, the gloves are coming off tonight for Fat Boy Tuesday. Holy hell! I, yeah. Sorry, kids in the background. Little ears, little ears, fellas. <laughs> so another one that I want to bring up, and it's this might be kind of crazy. Cheeseburgers. You get cheeseburgers anywhere. Depends on how they're prepared. See. You don't believe cheeseburgers are overrated. Really? Why? You get them anywhere you go. Anywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, you go to a steak place, you get a cheeseburger. Right. Right. That's usually what I get. And, and it's good every it's good ten times out of ten. And guess what? You're paying twelve dollars for a cheeseburger, and I can get one at McDonald's for a dollar ninety nine. No, <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Not not the same type though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to get a compressed meat patty from McDonald's yeah. versus getting an actual, like, Angus beef. This is coming burger? from the guy that would have, rather have a burger than a $70 steak. You you're taste you're good. absolutely right. No, I completely, I completely agree. Go, uh, go, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube and YouTube pink slime. No. Your whole view will change about hamburgers, cheeseburgers. Oh, don't. No, 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 no. It won't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll start to appreciate those ten dollar cheeseburgers. I'll still eat it. I don't even care. Oh, that's what. Oh, White Castle's overrated. Ooh, it's horse meat. There's not too many left. So yeah, that is true. <laughs> down in Columbus, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> so Jarvis, are you still in Maryland? Yeah, I can hear you. No, are you still in Maryland? Oh yeah, I'm in Maryland. All right. Well, how do you feel about crab cakes? I love them. See, Bride, do you like crab cakes? Never had crab cake. I got to be honest. Oh boy, we're going to get. So I mean, I feel like if I'm going to, I have to go to Maryland to try the best, rather than getting it from like a, a Longhorn here. So I've had like the crab biscuits. Is that kind of like the same thing? No. Uh, no. Just make a joke. No. God no. Crab cake. Shut your mouth, Vinny. Heck no, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had crab cake. So. Is it more cake-like? <laughs> you ever had crab cake? No, I've never had crab cakes. All right, so it's... it's. How do I explain it? it it's sort of... It's cake-like, but you get like a decent size, but it's a lot of crab meat. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a meatloaf. It's like a meatloaf with crab meat in it. I mean, is that close? Okay. Yep. So... Huh. Swenson's is overrated. Kevin, oh. <laughs> I am taking you off of this show. 
Just because you can't eat it doesn't mean you get to actually say that about Swinson's. <laughs> beer I is can a- understand it. Holy cow. Some beer. Beer? <laughs> I, I would now, now he's just trying to cut deep. Heck yeah. Oh, here, Red Lakes. Red Lakes Hush Puppies. Okay. okay. Hush Puppies? Yeah, okay. I, I picked Hush Puppies It's not right even away. close, but that's close. Oh, oh, the crab cakes. Yeah, crab cakes. Yeah. I like Hush Puppies. Okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Juice. Never have them. Oh, dear Lord, we're trying to rile all the people up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son, go with ribs. Ribs are overrated, Dad. My dad's watching the show now. I got my mom that chimed in. My dad's saying ribs are overrated. And the ribs rib, are overrated? Ribs are his favorite thing to eat. That's exactly his, what I said earlier. His, yep. his, his, his least favorite thing to eat is spaghetti. Wow. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, so that's where you get it from. Spaghetti's gross. Oh, it's because, yeah, but it's, it's not because anything. It's because I got to cook it for the kids all the time because the kids love it. And I just look at it after I'm done cooking it. And I'm like, I really don't want this. I really don't want it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Ribs and wings are overrated. I'm about to yep. just leave the show. It's about time to close out the show. I'm right there. I hear you. I mean, I think we basically covered every single food. Like so, except for like chicken wings, we said chicken wing. No chicken, boneless chicken wings are overrated. Okay. There's one thing I can think of that is not overrated: cornbread. Okay. Oh, that boy, cornbread. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Love that is cornbread. a good one. Cereal. Okay. Not to go back to that topic again, but cereal is not overrated. Hoagies. Hoagies. You know what? My lord. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, Hoagies are amazing. Unless you're like <laughs> super overpricing them. No way. No, no. no. Hey. A lot of good Hoagies. Justin, cornbread, some soup beans. You'll be good to go, dude. Yeah, yeah you haven't had good cornbread. That's what I say to that. If it's too dry, you got to you gotta make it right. Yeah, Same yeah. Thing with I mean, coming from yeah. the guy that makes corn casserole that I never even heard of. Oh, oh, good. I, it's cornbread and that's, corn. That's yeah. moist as it'll get. It's basically cornbread, but it's just super moist. Really yeah. good. Well, obviously, we're over like we always are when we get in the fat boy. Yeah. Tour. It gets, well, a little, it gets <laughs> a little heated. It gets rowdy. It gets a little rowdy. Jarvis, you want to stick around for our uh, top three? We're going to get into our Super Bowl teams. Super Bowl teams? Yeah. Because I got to get ready to see him. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do our top three. Come on. Yep, let Jarvis go first. Okay, uh, Green Bay. Um, the Bills. All right, so the Bills, right. you said. The Bills. Green Bay. Number three. Green Bay. And number four. The Rams. The Rams. Of course you would love the Rams. There you go. Oh, come on. That's a good good top three. By the way, we're going to kick Jarvis off here so that – I, I can't believe how big your boy is. That's amazing. <laughs> I love him. I love him. You guys want to follow Jarvis on Twitter? It's at, what is it, Frank2052. Uh-huh. Frank52. And, you know, something, just reach out to him. He's an amazing person. We love him here. We've always loved him here. 
He's one of our first guests that we've had on. But I am praying that you get where you need to get because absolutely you deserve it, bud. You work your butt off for it. So I want to say thank you for coming on our show. We really appreciate having you on. Yes, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Best of luck to you, Josh. Thank you. By the way, fried chicken is delicious. All right, have a good Party night. Shot. You can't do that at <laughs> I can say that to him as no thing. rebuttal, huh? No rebuttal. Over. All right. All right. So, my top three teams. I got to go number three. I got to root for Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. If I'm not going to root for the Browns, I'm going to root for another Ohio team. Number two, Tennessee Titans. I think they might be able to sneak in there. And my number one, all AFC teams, because I don't give it about the NFC. The Buffalo Bills, they deserve it. Buffalo Bills, even though they don't have a running game, I got to go with Buffalo. Bri, what about you? Uh, yeah, my number three is uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, everyone was sleeping on them at the beginning of the year. The reason they're not higher is because – uh. It's just hard. I mean, same thing with Tampa Bay. It's hard to repeat. It's hard to go to three state straight Super Bowls. So um, you got to figure somebody's going to catch them up. So they're my number three. My number two is let's not forget about uh, how good Aaron Rodgers is and how good the Green Bay Packers are. And uh, right now he's making quarterbacking in the NFL probably the most difficult thing in the world. He's making it look effortless. So uh, till somebody can take him out, he's my number two and my number one i'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment because they look so good this year i'm with you buffalo um last week they they played a damn near perfect game um but also going back to uh to their game in kansas city uh earlier in the year where they just handled business i think they won by 18 points in kansas city um and i know kansas city is a better team now but uh that kind of let Buffalo get the monkey off their back. They still have to get over that hurdle of beating them in the postseason. But um, yeah, look out. If I had to pick an upset this week, it would be uh, Buffalo. All right. My cousin Vinny, give me your top three. All right. My number three, I got to go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Of course. Tampa Bay. I showed him a Tom Brady card today. He was like, oh, can I have it? I'm like, oh, yeah, you can have it. No, no. And I didn't accept it. I know you didn't. My number two. Is the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely one of my Buff- tops. Who is your number one team? I got to keep it real in Ohio, man. You're going with Cincy? I'm going Cincy. Oh. I think I, I think Cincy can take it. Absolutely. Nice. Let's keep our heads down. Let's keep it rolling. Let's let's show what Ohio can still do. All right. So Jose Cotto tried to said Tampa Bay. We had Justin. Here, I'll go to Tampa Bay. Uh, Justin said Tampa Bay Niners and the Bills. They deserve it after four Super Bowl losses in a row. He does have a point. <laughs> he does have a point. Jose said Tampa Bay all the way. So <laughs> let's get into uh let's get into my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Let's close that out. Okay. Vinny, what is the word of the day? The word of the day. As soon as I pull it back up. Make sure it's not on mute. Is meritorious. Meritorious. All right. Definitions so, A, B, C, and D, right? Yep. 
We'll go ahead. Do you want me to read them off again real quick? Yes, please. Agreeable in offensive word or phrase used instead of one that may offend. Okay. Or deserving of honor or esteem. Okay. Confidently optimistic or pleasing and cheerful. I'm going to go with A. A, okay. I screwed that to the pooch. What about you, Bri? Yeah, he was breaking up there. I wrote down C before. I can't remember what it was, though. C is confidently optimistic. Okay, sure. Go with that. All right. The answer is, as Justin has said, and as Jose has said, they got Yes, deserving of honor or esteem. The word is right there in the first five letters. Merit, meritorious. Oh, I wrote it wrong. That's all right. So, all right, guys. Very good. Yes. What the heck? We didn't get multiple choices. You did if you would have showed up earlier. Yes. If you if you showed up (laughs) at the beginning of the program, you did. (laughs) Oh, I love our I love our boys. I love them so much. All right, Brian, give me the uh, trivia one more time, bud. Yep. Alabama against Georgia gave up a 67-yard run, um, which was the longest run against the Alabama defense in six-plus years. Who was the running back that had a longer run six years ago? I believe it was Ezekiel Elliott. We're in the crop top. Oh, the Ohio State Buckeyes, and I believe it was a 74-yard touchdown run. When they played uh, Blake Sims in the um, the semifinal game, you think? That one? Yes. Okay, was I right? Benny good, I guess? Nope, you were not right. Benny? Oh, oh okay. wow. Um, you know this guy, uh, Benny. I do? Yep. I do? Is it uh is it John Holmes? <laughs> He's I, I don't know who that guy is. You don't know who that guy is? <laughs> I bet you he's sure you. right. I'm right? Nope. It oh. is the one, the only future Hall of Famer, Nick Chubb. Nick really? Chubb. Wow. 80 some yards. I can't remember how long it exactly was. Long, Justin. I'm sorry. I tried <laughs> your oh, answer. you went with Justin's answer? Oh, Justin's answer on that. <laughs> I thought it was Zeke in the playoff game, was the big one. No, Nick Chubb. Uh, um, yeah, 2015, I think. So people forget how, how great of a running back he was at Georgia. I mean, probably should have been a first round pick, a lot better than Sony Michelle, who went ahead of him. Okay, that, that's funny because I was sitting there saying I don't know who John Holmes is, but I know right. I go for that anyway. Come on, Vinny, it's right in front of your face. I thought you could show the fat man up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wish I could. Well, boys, we are done. Honestly, I am. I thought it was Zeke, but honestly, I was wrong. <laughs> um, it happens from time to time, but we are live, live, out and about next week, Mister B's. We have some giveaways we're going to be giving away. We got some uh, we got some playing cards to give away, some uh, little Kevin Love baby action, little uh, little some other gifts that we're going to give away. Harold Keel will be out there. Toby is coming. 
because it's Harold's birthday again. <laughs> so you know how oh, well that's been. Uh, we got the dog's table right afterwards. So please tune in next week live at 6 p.m. here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And take a look at Mr. B's and the great food and the great atmosphere they have. Uh, on that note, let me get a God bless from Big Bry. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. My cousin Vinny, tell him good night. Hey, have a good night, everybody. And I am that fat guy. Uh, we want to thank our troops, our first responders, especially, hey, here's a new one, ODOT, for taking care of the roads the way they did in this last snowstorm we had up here in Cleveland. It was uh, it was actually, it was pretty bad. So we got about, what is it, 18 inches? John Holmes. We got John Holmes up here in uh, Cleveland. <laughs> no? Too soon? What you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Um, but thank you guys for keeping the roads clear for us and doing what you guys do. It, it was a lot. So we appreciate everything. And we are definitely uncorked, unloaded. And if any, give that word one more time. Uh, yeah. Meritus.